rewarding careers, experiences of a lifetime. Explore Travel PT at ariusmedical.com. A-U-R-E-U-S medical.com. NPTE StudyCast. Welcome to NPTE StudyCast. I'm your host, physical therapist, June McKay. On the program today, Daniel Shillette. Daniel, uh, welcome to the show, man. Hey, thanks, Jimmy. I uh, really appreciate it. Big fan of your work, big fan of podcast, and really happy and, and honored to be to be a part of this. Well, uh, excited, excited to share some knowledge. Uh, you're an alum of the Ortho Residency and OMPT Fellowship at the Ohio State University, and you, you got a really cool background, too, for the audience, physical therapist in the PGA Tour, and we'll get into that in a different Pinecast interview, but I wanted to make sure that the, uh, the the audience knew who we were talking to today. Yeah, pretty cool so far. It's a unique opportunity that I'm at right now, for sure. Let's get into uh, today's topic, talking about trochanteric bursitis. Describe that uh, topic briefly. Yeah, so trochanteric bursitis, there are three key bursa around the outside of your hip, and that's kind of what we're talking about here is pain on the outside of your hip, that bursa becomes inflamed, irritated what causes this lateral hip pain. All right, well, let's get a little more narrow then. So let's talk about specifically what's involved. Let's just list a, a couple of the different structures that can be involved in trochanteric bursitis. Yeah. So some of the key structures that we want to keep in mind, there are three key bursa at the hip. They're related to the muscles that are around the hip and attach around this greater trochanter. Uh, the first, we've got subluteus minimus bursa, which as we can figure from the name, is the bursa that helps sort of reduce friction between the gluteus minimus tendon and the greater trochanter. And then we have the subgluteus medius and then subgluteus maximus. Those are three of the key bursa that we keep in mind. Uh, we also have that more superficial uh, greater trochanteric bursa that we can kind of poke around on the outside. Some other key structures to keep in mind are the, are the musculotendinous attachments and junctions of the gluteus medius, minimus, and maximus, and where they wrap around and attach into that lateral hip greater trochanteric areas. Those are the two key groups as far as structures go that we keep in mind that we think are sort of at the center of all this. Uh, moving on to how do you test for it if someone's standing in front of you? It could be a couple of different things. So how are we proving, disproving, ruling in or ruling out trochanteric bursitis? There are a few things that have been verified by the research that help us at least narrow in, rule some other things out. So some things that you're going to be hearing as far as subjective goes, uh, they have pain on the outside of their hip. They have particular difficulty going up and down steps, balancing on one leg. That's actually a special test. As far as subjective goes, we have pain with those activities. They're going to have pain lying directly on that side. Anything that's causing compression, or tension through that side. Another test that uh, has some research behind it is the Faber test, flexion, abduction, and external rotation. Differential diagnosis, let's dig into that. A lot of times on the NPTE, and of course in clinical practice, it'd be similar but not the same. What other things pop into your head when you're looking at someone, you're thinking it may or may not be trochanteric bursitis? First one that sort of comes to mind is an intraarticular hypothyroarthritis, malabral tear femoral acetabular impingement type of issue. So basically, it's a joint issue. So that's a big one you want to keep your eye out for. Another one that you do screen out for with your questioning and sort of your lower quarter screen is the lumbar spine. 
You can also get referred pain simply from discogenic issues. So once you've honed in on trochanteric bursitis and you've decided that that's what your patient has or that's what question you're answering, how about treatment examples? Uh, what are the things you do with these patients in clinic? A big thing first is education. Review and discuss, okay, what are some of the things that tend to aggravate your pain the most? So it's as simple as just bringing those things up to the patient. The key thing is you try to get things to settle down through activity modification, and then you slowly build them up through a graded strength training program. Uh, last part of the show is uh, some students' favorites, which is the sample question. How might this appear on the NPTE? 50-year-old male patient comes to you with three-month history of pain. Predominantly, it's on the outside of the hip, particularly with weight-bearing activities these following choices. What is the most likely diagnosis? An L5, S1 radiculopathy, hip osteoarthritis, femoral acetabular impingement, greater trochanteric pain syndrome, trochanteric bursitis. Really good in-depth look here at uh, that pathology if it appears on your practice tests or on test day for the NPTE. Daniel, appreciate your time getting us inside trochanteric bursitis. Download free study guides now at ariusmedical.com slash NPTE studycast. A-U-R-E-U-S medical.com slash NPTE studycast. Rewarding careers, experiences of a lifetime. Explore travel PT at ariusmedical.com. NPTE studycast. Brewed by the PT Pinecast.